Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As the lightning lit up the dark sky, I could see someone or something standing on the roof. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I just want to thank you for listening. Remember, if you've bought t-shirts or coffee mugs from my website, myparanormalstory.com, be sure to send me a selfie with your swag so I can post it on Facebook or Instagram. And don't forget, everything you buy on the website helps keep this podcast running. So thank you so much for your support. Growing up an only child with a single mother, I didn't have anyone to talk to about the strange things I was experiencing. And to be honest, I didn't even know what paranormal activity was. I truly just thought these things were normal and that everyone was aware of things like spirits and ghosts. And when I did experience the occasional odd event, it didn't affect my normal childhood activities of watching cartoons, playing video games, or riding my bike. And I guess in a way, it was a good thing that I didn't have any older siblings or parents telling me that these things were all just my imagination. My awareness and experience has led me to being a curious teenager and adult. And my ambition to learn more about the paranormal field has led to me helping others with their paranormal situations. My parents divorced and went their separate ways when I was about seven or eight years old. My father moved into an apartment in Woonsocket, Rhode Island, and my mother and I moved from Providence back to my birth city of Pawtucket, Rhode Island. We moved into a decent-sized apartment on Sterry Street, it was on the second floor, and it had two bedrooms, a small kitchen, a double parlor. It was an old house on the corner of a small triangular block. It was a crowded neighborhood, not too many yards or driveways. Most of the houses were two or three stories tall. 
there was an old lady living by herself on the first floor below us. It was her house, but her adult son, who didn't live there, he was the landlord. He would take care of the property, what little of it there was anyway. He would come by twice a week to check on his mother, bring her groceries and things. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen her leave the house. Occasionally, he would do some maintenance or landscape the tiny fenced-in yard in the front of the house that I wasn't allowed to go into. There was an old creepy garage next to the house that we also weren't allowed to use, except to store my bike, thankfully. It was an old wooden garage with a flat roof and one of those doors that pulls open like a barn door. Nothing inside except junk. And there was another apartment on the third floor, above us, but no one lived there. I'm not sure what was up there. Probably more junk. But that was off limits too. I don't remember a lot about the old lady, except that she creeped me out. And I don't think she liked me much either. She would always stare at me through the window when I would be outside playing or riding my bike. And when I would come in the house, I could hear her turn down the volume on her TV so she could listen to what I was doing. I don't think my mother trusted her much either. Occasionally, the old lady would leave small bags of candy on the stairs for me. And it was always the worst kind of candy too, like candy corn or circus peanuts. They were never in the original wrappers. It had always been put into a plastic sandwich bag. My mother would never let me eat it. It always ended up in the garbage. Which was fine by me. I didn't want anything to do with that crap candy. But as I think back on it now, it did seem strange. There wasn't much to do in my neighborhood. There were very few kids my age, and I was pretty shy anyway. So I would just keep to myself and ride my bike around the block or in the parking lot at the apartment building across the street. I wasn't allowed to stray much further than that. It was probably for the best. It was a weird neighborhood. I can remember witnessing a bunch of strange incidents that someone of eight or nine years old probably shouldn't have seen. Now, Sterry Street has always had a bit of a bad reputation in the city. We lived on the good end of the street, which honestly isn't saying much. But five or six blocks down at the other end, things were a little more dangerous. Crime, drugs, gang activity. It was definitely the section of town you avoided. And I can remember every year on the 4th of July, up and down Sterry Street, the locals would build huge bonfires in the middle of the roads, right in the intersections. They would use anything wooden that they could find or steal. I mean, there weren't many trees in the city, so it was mostly wooden pallets, and lawn furniture, picnic tables, any boards or wood that they could find. 
but it wasn't like a bonfire on the beach where everyone gathers around with friends. These were not people you wanted to be hanging out with. But I would watch the fires from my window. Some of them got so big the flames would be touching the power lines overhead. And the poor fire departments were super busy all night long going around putting out fire after fire. It was almost like a ritual in a way. Speaking of the 4th of July, I remember one evening, just after dinner time, I heard what sounded like fireworks right outside my house. My mother and I ran to the window to see what it was, and it turned out to be a man across the street on the sidewalk with a shotgun. And he was shooting out the windows of a local store and several cars parked on the street. My mother and I got down on the floor quickly and crawled to the other side of the house. She called the police and quickly at least half a dozen police cars showed up from all different directions with their guns drawn and the man quickly put down the gun and was handcuffed and taken away. To this day I still don't know who or what he was shooting at. It was just a weird neighborhood like that. One sunny Saturday afternoon, I was riding my bike around the neighborhood and there was a man walking by the house next to mine. Now this house was one of the few nicer and newer ones in the area. And it had a large old tree growing out of the sidewalk right in front of it. The tree was taller than all the houses and had branches that stretched all the way across the street. And the man was just walking down the sidewalk in front of the house, minding his business when all of a sudden he let out a scream and fell over onto his back. The owner of the house who was in the yard came rushing over to see what happened. I was curious, so I rode my bike a little bit closer to see what was going on. And it's an image I'll never get out of my brain. The man had somehow walked right into one of the tree's branches, and a piece of the branch had gone right into his eye. It was just lodged there like a stick holding up his eyelid. It was almost as if the tree had reached down and tried to grab him. There was a little bit of blood, but mostly just panic from the poor man. The homeowner called an ambulance, and I remember the paramedics arriving and not knowing what to do. So they quickly and carefully loaded him into the ambulance and took him away with the piece of branch still in his eye. I've been squeamish about anything to do with my eyes ever since. Now I'm not sure if any of those experiences would qualify as paranormal, but they certainly didn't seem normal to me. There was just something about this neighborhood the first possible paranormal event I can remember happening actually happened to me. I was across the street playing inside a phone booth. You don't see many of these anymore, but this was an actual tall rectangular glass phone booth with the folding style door. It was used quite often for who knows what kind of shady business. But during the day, 
Sometimes I would play in or around the phone booth, pretending to be Superman, probably. Anyway, I remember being in the phone booth, fooling around with the phone and the buttons, when all of a sudden the door slammed shut, like as if someone had pulled it closed from the inside really hard. Now, if you remember, these type of phone booths, that the doors folded in the middle like an accordion, and they were too heavy for the wind to blow closed. But somehow this door slammed shut, and I couldn't get it open. And there was strangely no one around. I mean, for some reason, this usually busy street had no cars and no people going by. It was as if the world had stopped. And I pulled and pulled on that handle. The door wouldn't budge. I started to cry. Why am I stuck in here? Who's holding this door shut? Panic began to set in. I started kicking and punching all the walls. Tears were coming down my face. And a man who was working in the liquor store across the street must have spotted me through the window. He came running out to save me. But he had trouble getting the door open too. But finally, after a few tries, he was able to push his shoulder into it and he fell through into the booth with me. He asked me if I was okay, but I didn't respond. I just ran home crying. But two days later, that phone booth was gone. It was removed by the city or the phone company or someone. But would they really take out an entire phone booth just because some kid got stuck inside for a few minutes? I could probably go on and on about this strange neighborhood, but the house we were living in was just as odd and spooky at times. And the old lady on the first floor didn't help. It seemed she always had some complaints from my mother whenever we'd be coming into the house. She'd open up her door a crack, just enough to show her old wrinkly face. She looked like a witch. And she would blurt things out, like, you left your TV on while you were gone. Or tell your son to stop running around the house. But the thing was, the TV was never on when we left. And I wasn't even home. How could I be the one running around? One time she even insisted that my mother install carpeting everywhere because of all the noise. But all this noise was supposedly happening when we weren't even home. We didn't have any pets except for my goldfish, C-3PO, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't running around the house. Now, I would chalk this up to the old lady being senile, but she wasn't the only one hearing the noises. Many times, while I was laying in bed in the middle of the night, I would hear things that sounded like voices. I couldn't make out what they were saying. It was always very muffled. I couldn't tell if the voices were inside or outside the house. I could hear that running too. It was as if somebody was running, but it wasn't above us or below us. It was just there. Now one stormy night, I was lying in my bed, listening to the thunder and lightning outside. 
A lot of kids are afraid of thunder, but I've always liked a good thunderstorm, even as an adult. But on this particular night, the storm was pretty bad. Heavy rain with thunder that shook the house and lightning that would light up the room. But in between the sounds of thunder and rain falling, I heard what sounded like someone laughing outside. Who would be outside in the middle of the night in a storm like this? I quietly got out of bed and snuck over to my window to take a peek. But it was so dark and rainy, I could barely see anything. Then with a loud crackling sound, lightning lit up the sky and I could see the flooded street and the neighbor's tree swaying in the wind and then something strange caught my eye I looked to my left just below my window and I could see someone or something standing on the roof of the old garage it can't be it looks like the old lady from downstairs The next morning as I was getting ready for school and my mother was getting ready for work, we heard the sirens of an ambulance pulling up to the house. My mom went down to see what was happening as I watched from the window. And they were taking the old lady out on a stretcher. They put her into the back of the ambulance and her son, the landlord, jumped in behind them and they quickly took off. Later that night, my mother sat me down and explained to me that the old lady from downstairs had passed away in her sleep the night before. For the next couple of days, everything was quiet. Very quiet. It was as if the house was in mourning. And I never heard the muffled voices or the strange footsteps again. And then, several days later, after an afternoon of riding around the neighborhood, I put my bike in the garage and headed into the house when I spotted something on the stairs. It was a sandwich bag filled with circus peanuts. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal, or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, Podcasts cost money, and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or 
tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story. parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast no matter what you need we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh 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 o'reilly auto parts before shopify were you wondering where my sales at now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.